I'm Megan McCrory, and you're listening to One Life as an Expat. This is episode two. This podcast is all about the challenges and rewards of living life abroad. I hope to inspire you to learn more about different cultures and to get joy from understanding different walks of life in this very tiny world we live in. How do you all like that traditional Swiss yodeling? I know that yodeling may be a love it or hate it genre of music. I even know some Swiss that don't like yodeling. Um, I just happen to love it. The song I used for the intro is called Schimbrig Jodel, and it's performed by the Jodel Club in Schupfheim, Switzerland. And in case you happen to be in Switzerland in June this year, you can catch the Yodeling Festival. The 30th Swiss Yodeling Festival is being held in Brig for the second time in 30 years. And according to the tourism website, up to 15,000 yodelers, flag throwers, and alphorn blowers will be admired by an enthusiastic crowd of 150,000 visitors. And I will be one of those visitors. Let me know what you think of yodeling. You can connect with me uh, via Facebook and Twitter. This is primarily where I will look for questions from you, my friends and family, on topics that you'd like for me to cover in the show. I have already received several questions from Facebook, which I will dive into in just a minute. But first, I'd like to tell you a few of the local news headlines so that you can hear what's making news in Switzerland this week. Okay, so let's get into some news headlines. I'm reading these headlines from worldradiostation.ch. So this is the English radio station in Switzerland. So let me just read a couple of headlines here for you. The first headline I'm looking at, it says a German speeder, so I'm assuming this is a car, German speeder says he won't return to Switzerland for prison sentence. They're very strict about speeding here in Switzerland. The um, second headline is called, um, or the second headline is cross-border workers continue to climb. This is a big issue in Switzerland of cross-border workers, a very hot topic, especially in the south near the Italian border. Um, so maybe another episode on, on cross-border workers and how that works. So Basel rejects a vote for foreigners and 16-year-olds. So Right now, you can't vote unless you're 18 and you're a citizen, and there was an initiative to give cantonal votes, so that's a local or state vote, to non-Swiss citizens and 16-year-olds and older, and that did not pass. Ticino police arrest man with suspected ISIS links. Uh, Geneva is to offer thousands of illegal immigrants work permits. Uh, Swiss banks are urged to pull out of pipeline deal. So Greenpeace is calling for Swiss banks to, to pull out of financing the deal for the Dakota Pipeline Project. Ooh, this is a good one. The Swiss Air Force increases opening hours. So <laughs> this is kind of a joke <laughs> or it's kind of funny. The Swiss Air Force is gradually increasing its opening hours. Now fighter jets are available at the weekends. Okay, so now I'm going to get into what you want to know. 
question for today's show comes from Kara in the U.S. Hey, Megan, this is Kara. I just had a couple questions for you. I would like to know how you deal with a language barrier or if it is even a barrier. So I kind of cut Kara off there because she had um, several questions, which I will get to all of them eventually. But I just wanted to address the very first question she had, which was a language barrier question. I would have to say that of all the things that are living abroad, um, the language barrier is definitely the one that is the most difficult. And it really is a barrier. I have taken German, so I do understand some German, mostly high German. I do live in Switzerland, so high German is okay, but the local language here is Swiss German. I live in the Swiss German speaking part of the country. The Swiss German is much different than high German, and the Swiss German is even different from within the different parts of Switzerland. So if you learn Swiss German in one part, it's not necessarily the same um, is in another part. The language barrier is definitely there. I think, and I, even after almost seven years here, one of the things that I have craved, I used to listen to the radio every day on the way to work and so back, and I would listen, oh, a festival is coming up, or here's the news, or this is going on, and I feel very cut off from that. Um, I just recently, actually, a friend of mine found English-speaking Swiss radio station that does Swiss news in English. And that was actually really enlightening for me to be able to hear the news from Bern and from Zurich and from Basel. And it's relevant because it's where I'm living now, but it was in my, lo- my language and it was amazing. I do listen to NPR pretty much every day via a, an app. So I do listen to news, um, but this is more of a world news point of view. And there is something to the local news and understanding what's going on in your local neighborhood. And I definitely feel cut off from that. Now, it's my fault. It's because I have not the willpower or let's say I, I, it's not high enough on my priority list to learn the language. I, I've learned enough. I can get by. I can order food. I can talk to staff. I can order, you know, I can get in a taxi and go somewhere. I can give directions. Um, but it's all very rudimentary. If I haven't practiced in a while, which I haven't because I was in the States for three weeks, then it's, it's definitely more difficult. So I can tell that 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 learning curve, that learning curve to learn the language is one, like if you were just to immerse yourself, you were just to do it every day, it would happen much more quickly. The problem that I have is that um, my spouse and I speak English at home, even though he's German. I work in an English environment where English is spoken at work. Now, German is also spoken and I can definitely understand German and I can definitely understand what's going on around me although maybe I don't pick up on all of the fine nuances of what's going on but I can I mean there's a lot to say about body language and intonation and things like that so um, but I do have a pretty good vocabulary but it's not the best they have such a good vocabulary here most people that I run into speak English so well that I have to be very very careful and watch for their face and see if whatever I just said, is that sinking in? Did they get that? I'm trying to think if there was another language barrier. I think the only other language barriers that are really on a common basis are um, local Swiss who don't speak English 
And this can be serious frustration as well, especially for someone who's calling. Um, this does put a damper on things. For example, if we have someone coming to service something in the apartment and then um, Jay usually will be here so he can speak in German with them. Our cleaning lady speaks German. So the other day I was here when she was cleaning and, you know, we're trying to have a discussion about something with the house. It's like, you know, she's getting 80% of what I'm saying. I'm getting 80% of what she's saying. I think we've got the gist down, but it's, <laughs> you never really know uh, unless someone else is there. I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of the road. I have made an effort. I can speak when I need to. And I think that's my biggest problem is that I don't really need to speak German here in order to live. There are people that live here very long time and never speak German. However, for me, my biggest thing about speaking German and especially learning and starting to learn Swiss German is that I would like to have the potential of applying for citizenship at some point. Um, that's a whole nother podcast um, on how to apply for citizenship and what that means. But I definitely need to be able to speak the language from the canton in which I'm living, which is German. Um, so I think there's not a requirement to speak Swiss German, but I think that as many Americans have said from the mountaintops and uttered under their breath and whatnot when they see or hear someone speaking another language, it's, you live in America, speak English. I feel very hypocritical um, when I don't attempt to speak German to someone who's speaking to me in German, especially Swiss German. So this is why I feel compelled, but without urgency. And that's the problem. I want to, but I, it's not an urgent thing. And language shouldn't be an urgent thing. Really, language is something that you learn over time and master over time. And that's, that's really where my problem is, is making that a priority in my life. I do have that against me. I think the language thing is definitely a barrier. I think that's also part of what makes me feel sometimes like I succeed a little bit at this is when I can have a successful conversation with someone or I can understand a notice that comes in the mail. But that's that's a whole nother, I mean, that's a whole nother level. I mean, I have someone at home that speaks and reads German and before that, I would have to take papers, I would have documents coming into the mail, something coming, and I would have to take it into work and ask for my colleagues to please translate for me um, what this means, what do I have to do. So it's really a feeling of helplessness, and it really it makes me feel very, very um, sympathetic for the people who live in the U.S. who don't speak English. Because I think it's, it's bad enough that it's an isolated feeling, even though they can speak their own language to whomever. And I'm, I'm talking about any other language, right? Just one where they're not speaking English fluently. You have this feeling of isolation because you can't read or speak the language that you're living in. It's also especially difficult if you've been working at it. And, and I get a lot of mixed messages because in some instances, I am 
talking to someone in a shop or, um, you know, speaking not very much. And somebody will be like, oh, your German's so good. And I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's not really that good. And then there was, there was at least two times when I was in a shop and a shopkeeper, I was translating for somebody else or I was talking to them and, you know, kind of doing this half translation thing. And this woman goes, and she, of course, she spoke to me entirely in German and she asked me how long I had been living there. And I told her at the time it had been four years, four or five years, four years. And she goes, you should speak better German than that by now. <laughs> I, was, I was so shocked that, uh, that she was very uh, blatant about it. So that's when I hear these stories or see something on the news or on Facebook where someone was, I think I just saw something where these two, a Greek couple was speaking Greek and somebody was yelling at them to speak the language, you know, to speak English. I can understand the frustration from someone who doesn't understand what you're speaking, right? Because, but everybody here can understand what I'm saying. So I can't have a private conversation. It's not like I have this secret language because I speak English and everybody speaks English. So, and the other thing that happens is that if I try to speak in German, most of the time, the person who I'm speaking to can tell that I'm not a native German speaker and they'll switch. They will switch to English and finish the conversation in English. And I am not resolute enough in my skills to forge ahead in German. Now, I do know people that do that, <laughs> like the shopkeepers, but just English, and they will persist in their German. I, I admire them for that. So I'm trying to think. The other, the other things about the language which are funny are really personal ones, which are conversations that I've had with my spouse, who is German, and having conversations with someone and to be, you know, living and being so close with someone. And I can't tell you how many times I have had like good belly roll laughter from something he said, which <laughs> is totally, I think the only thing I could probably share that off the top of my head that just made me really laugh. A little story that's not too bad because I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to embarrass him. The German word for plate is teller, like almost like an, yeah, an automated teller, teller. And the German word for table is tisch. It's common to get these things mixed up. Table, teller, tisch, plate. Okay, so plate, teller, tisch, table. And, you know, when something is really good, you would say also in English, I want to lick the plate, you know, oh, this is so good. I could just lick the plate. But he said it. Oh, this is so good. I could just lick the table. <laughs> and I was like, you could lick the table. And, he, you know, I mean, he says it and he immediately is like, oh, wait, no, I meant the plate. You know, but it's those little slip up things that are really a joy and delight to listen to. Honestly, um, so much fun. I think on the most part, for the most part, the language difference is fun to analyze. I've never thought about English so much since living here. I think I know the, the root for almost all idioms. I have proofread so many papers for people and tried to explain English grammar, which I don't also don't understand very well. It's 
it's definitely a constant thing. And I think that's, that's one of the most important things to stress is that language is constant and it's sometimes exhausting to have to think about how I'm talking. And that's something you just do not get in the United States unless you're in a situation where you're teaching a language or being taught a language. But really, I don't even think in those situations you really get the full aspect of how much you think about what you're saying, how you're saying it, listening to what you're saying, you know, helping people find their English words all the time, every day, helping people find their English words. And I have lost so much of my own English vocabulary. It's incredible. I say things incorrectly. I think you might be able to get it from the podcast. I'm not sure because honestly, I can't tell anymore, but I've, I've lost words. I changed my phrases. Everyone here speaks English, but they have all their German grammar behind it. It's more or less Jinglish is what we call it. <laughs> and because I hear German speakers speaking English all day, I have adopted their way of speaking. So it's not only <laughs> speaking English to my, you know, on my own, but now I'm my English has changed since I've been here. And when I go home to the US and I don't have to think when I speak, and I really noticed it probably in this right after the first second year I was here and I went home. And maybe it was like a long time that I had been, hadn't been home. Maybe yeah, eight months or something. It had been a while. And I reached the United States and I had conversations with people. And I was just thinking, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. I can just talk. I don't have to think. I mean, like, it was so noticeable to me that I wasn't having to think about speaking that it impressed me. You know, like it made an impression on myself. So... I mean, language is just this amazing thing. And I'm constantly amazed at the people who can, who, who do so well at going back and forth between languages. And a lady at work is speaking Italian and then turns around and speaks French and then turns around and speaks Dutch and turns around and speaks, you know, I don't think she speaks German, but, but you get my point. It's like, it's, I'm so jealous of those people but admittedly most of these people are Europeans who grew up in an environment where they needed to learn multiple languages so the lady I'm speaking about is Belgium so of course she speaks French and Dutch these are the languages that are spoken in Belgium so um I don't know if there's much I mean I'm sure there's going to be more things to say about language as we go along in the podcast series but I think that was a very long-winded answer to the question of is language a barrier to my life here? Kara, I hope I have answered your question <laughs> as, as well as I can. Again, we'll probably come back to that question later on.
So with all this talk of language, I really wanted to give you a, a little idea of how different these languages are. So I'm going to play a clip and what I want you to listen for is really not the words themselves, but the melody of the language and the pronunciation of the words. The clip that I'm going to play for you has four languages. The first you'll recognize is English. Second is German. Third is the Swiss German that is spoken from Zurich. And the fourth is the Swiss German from Wallis, which is a valley in the heart of the Alps. So here we go. Hello. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Dagewohl. One beer, please. Ein Bier, bitte. Es Bier, bitte. Please hurry. Bitte beeilen Sie sich. Bitte machen Sie vorwärts. Mach mal es bitte. The cheese is in the stroller. Der Käse liegt im Kinderwagen. Der Käse liegt im Kinderwagen. Der Käse liegt in der Busset. Do not kiss the sheep. Küssen Sie nicht das Schaf. Küssen Sie nicht das Schaf. Gib der Mutter kein Besu. Your leg is on fire. Ihr Bein brennt. Ihr Bein brennt. Die Schoko brennt. The zombies are at the door. Die Zombies sind am Eingang. Zombies sind am Eingang. Die Zombies sind an der Eingangsporte. The bra is filled with stones. Der BH ist mit Steinen gefüllt. Der BH ist mit Stein gefüllt. Die Butterchefer ist mit Schuketta gefüllt. Potato. Kartoffel. Hedipfel. Harpfel. My uncle needs two beetles, seven lighters and one umbrella. Mein Onkel braucht zwei Käfer, sieben Feuerzeuge und einen Regenschirm. Mein Onkel braucht zwei Käfer, sieben Feuerzeuge und einen Regenschirm. Mein Onkel braucht zwei Gügel, sieben Feuerzeuge und ein Sparablü. Thank you. Danke. Danke. Merci. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to One Life as an Expat. Special thanks this week to Kara for submitting the question for today's episode. You can listen to the show from iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, as well as from my website, meganjmccrory.com, where you can also find the show notes and links to all the things I talked about in today's show. For more of One Life as an Expat, follow me on Facebook and Twitter, where you can ask me questions, and I will try to answer them on the show. If you like this episode, please tell a friend and leave a rating or review. I'm Megan McCrory, and thanks for listening. Yeah.